can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long tongue liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knees. Oh, that is a very rare mashup between Austin and, of course, the sweet dulcet tones of Johnny Cash. How y'all doing, everybody? We'll get to why Austin's crying in a moment, but of course, you're listening to the Shit Show Fantasy Football League Commissioner's Office production of Helmet to Helmet. And, uh,. Well, I'm your host, Connor Jones. I, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good this week. I, uh, I can be found on Twitter at Rambler underscore Jones, or you can follow the pod at Helmet, the number two Helmet. And uh, my oh my, what a interesting week. And I'm not just saying that because, of course, I have pulled away with a W this week. But, well, why don't why don't we get into it? We had a quick question of the quick question of the week here, uh, and that was, well, how big is my uh, how big is my anus after I sold it to the devil? Is what what Austin wants to know, and uh, I did not sell it to the devil, my friend. It just you know sooner sooner or later you were going to be cut down. That's that's all I have to say about that. But we will move on. There were no good quick questions of the week, and this will be a little bit of a fly-by-night episode. I'm trying a new format where I prepare nothing ahead of time. Nothing ahead of time. So we're going to go ahead and move right in to some news. What, do you live under a rock? Wow, that was quiet. Why don't we try that one again? What, do you live under a rock? All right, there you go. So, in case you live under a rock, we had uh, a few things happen this week in the NFL. We had some injuries. We had some surprises. We'll just go in no particular order. Cam Newton has been put on the IR and his season is over, which is probably a good thing. There's a lot of speculation still of, is it because he went vegan this year? I mean, whatever it may be, let's let's just say the, the uh, Carolina Panthers are probably better without him. Speaking of quarterback injuries, Jacoby Brissett, despite the very scary-looking knee injury in their matchup, he, uh, well, he apparently feels significantly better. Don't know if that means he'll be available this coming week, but, oof, that, that could have been much worse than it is. You got Darius Geis looking like he's coming back. Uh, let me see here. Adam Thielen re-injured his in, his quad injury, and uh, he's expected to be out at the very least this week. If it's bad, obviously, watch out moving forward. You got Nick Foles, who is taking over for Minshew Magic. Uh, sad end of an era. 
course, now Baker Mayfield has the pathetic looking mustache. So yeah, whatever. Let's see. James Conner is uh, looking, quote, optimistic that he'll play. Let's see. With Levium Bell getting a, a knee injury in the last week, uh, the Jets are picking up Josh Adams, formerly of the Eagles. So there's that. Uh, Mari Cooper and Zeke both got a little dinged up in their Monday night games. That's uh, just something to monitor going through the week, of course. Brandon Cooks has been reportedly without a timetable to return. He had two very quick uh, very quick concussions, one right after the other, and that's never, never a good sign. We had a suspension midseason. That's Mark Walton, the lead running back for the Miami Dolphins. So I guess disregard Jace's pick of Mark Walton being relevant. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, not that anybody rostered him, but Paris Campbell of the Indianapolis Colts wide receiver, he uh, he had a hand fracture in Sunday's game. He will miss some time. Quote. Let's see. Just a lot of oh, Deshaun Jackson's out for the rest of the season. He had uh, that core injury that he had very early on never really recovered from he played and i think got one shot to the chest and that's that's it those are soft tissue issues are always hard because you don't really know what you're going to be able to do until you go out and try to stress test it for the first time so uh kareem hunt will be officially available starting this week and quote uh will definitely have a role so nick chubb owners beware gosh otherwise a lot of start sit news for people who are worried about the likes of oj howard he's apparently quote unquote ready to roll and uh yeah an otherwise interesting week in fantasy football we uh we definitely have, well, we definitely have some players who sucked. That's, well, there's always players who sucked, but why don't, why don't we go ahead and go through them for, for y'all at home? Let's see here. You suck! Yes, you suck. Robbie Anderson, 4.3 points. You know, you'd think Sam Darnold, you know, coming back might have brought some value to Robbie Anderson but apparently it's only occasionally uh Tevin Coleman you suck at 4.6 points against Arizona that should have been the game that Kenyon Drake had is the game that I think everyone expected Tevin Coleman to have uh that said Burita still found his value there was still the running game for the 49ers but it was it was a showing up of their passing offense that really was uh, this Arizona game. Let me see here. Sony Michelle, 3.5 points. LaShawn McCoy, 1.4. And I'm only including this because it's interesting. The New England defense had its worst score of the season at three points. Let's see who else pops up here. Adam Phelan, of course, was injured. Normally would not be mentioned in this, but he got injured very early in the first quarter zero points held without a target or a catch before he went out 
but that didn't matter for Stefan Diggs, who also only gave you 2.1 points. Royce Freeman only gave you 1.9. Tariq Cohen, 2.6. Geronimo Allison, I, I would say that this is kind of borderline, but he got you 3.1. He's really fallen out of favor with the general passing game. Granted, there wasn't much as the Packers got annihilated. DJ Chark was the victim of a bad quarterback play. That was only 5.2 points. Whoever said start your Jacksonville receivers is an absolute fucking moron. It wasn't me. You're remembering it all wrong. Don't go back and listen, please. Let's see. Greg Olson actually had an all right game, so I won't mention him here. Uh, Juju, this is almost becoming par for the course. 3.1. 3.1. And it really begs the question, can you trust him? Uh, I say no, but then again, I drafted Antonio Brown, and I think I'd much rather still have had Brown because at least he screwed me week one, and then I was, you know, that was it, gone. Uh, gosh, let's see. Keenan Allen only got you 5.5 points, even though their team routed the Packers. Let's see, Aaron Jones, very boomer bust. It, I mean, the team really got shut down, but that still 3.4 points is not what you hope for. Jimmy Graham, again, this is all Packers, 3.7, not what you need. You had a 1.1 from Allen Robinson. You had some, well, Mark Walton only got you 5.6, but you know, I don't think there's really much value for Miami. They don't they don't seem to have any sort of traditional scheming going on there. Uh, you have Gardner Minshew as a quarterback, only got you 7.8. He, uh, he's going to get benched, so don't worry too much about whether or not that performance is something you should have to think about when you start him next week, because you won't. You just shouldn't. I mean, you can. You'll lose, but you shouldn't. Aaron Rodgers only got you 12. That's, you know, that's not horrible but it's not Aaron Rodgers you got 3.1 from Mark Andrews uh Nick Boyle actually got most of the attention from Lamar Jackson this week let's see Chris Conley for the Jags again poor quarterback play so uh yeah whatever moron told you all to start your Jags Jacoby Brissett injury but no worth noting he only got you 2.8 points because of course it was it was still pretty early in the game when that happened and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there weren't a whole lot of absolutely destroyed you crap plays this week, but there definitely, there definitely weren't a lot of players who made you happy. Uh, that's, it, yeah, I guess you could say it was a high concentration of points amongst amongst players and I, I'll get a little more into that actually as we get no into way. our matches of the week I am not giving up you have to no I don't all right so uh well I'm, I'm gonna save the best for last so I'm gonna go in reverse order again this week Michael at two and six was put up against Jace also at two and six and that was uh that was bound to be an interesting matchup uh but basically it came down to whose wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback combo stunk less. Uh, and the award for least stinky combo 
went to Michael. He ended up with 114 points, but that was with Aaron Rodgers dropping 12 and with OBJ and Gallup both only getting about 10, which is great for OBJ. Nah, it's about average for Gallup. Um, and I had mentioned Mark Andrews. That's Jace's tight end, Gardner Minshew, you know, between... I'm going to say two of his wide receivers, his tight end, and his quarterback, he didn't, he, let me see here, barely broke 20 points amongst the four of them total, which is, it's rough. That's, that's a bad beat. Uh, Interesting fact here, Michael forgot that Matt Bryant had been cut by the Falcons last week, so he never really replaced the position. Turns out he didn't need to, so he just cut Matt Bryant and had an empty kicker position. So with one man down, he still thwomped Jace, which I have new music for you, Jace, whenever it starts. Mm, Much better. Sad banjo music. Sad. It's like, this is more on tempo with how your team has been playing. So... I figured this would be a lot more appropriate. Can't be giving you the strummy, upbeat shit. No, no. That's special. Uh, get that shit out of my ears. Let's see. We had uh, John and own face off. Now, own, of course, is the was a single-loss team going into the week. Uh, the single-loss coming to me by some weird stroke of luck. Um... I, I escaped the week against him with a, a win, but he was coming to this hot, like, on fire. Um, listen to his lineup and just, like, ignoring this week, think of how big this fucking lineup has been previously. Matt Stafford, who's been more consistent than you think, Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, Tyree Kill, Amari Cooper, Marlon Mack, San Francisco defense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Aaron Jones and his tight end being Jimmy Graham let him down a bit, but so did, oddly enough, the 49er defense. They did not have, they had three sacks, but no turnovers, and basically uh, allowed enough yardage to go into negative on the yardage points uh, awarded, according to the ESPN leagues here. But John basically rode... uh, an okay performance by Deshaun Watson, and then killer performances from Jacobs, Marvin Jones, and Derek Henry. So he he more or less got to walk away with, uh, I won't say a lucky win. I mean, technically everything for fantasy is luck, but that that's not a win you get easily. So John, you and I are in an exclusive club of teams that have beaten your own this week, or this year rather. So that's that's pretty nice. That's that's a cool thing. Good for you. Uh, but you have some concerns, you know, notably among which Allen Robinson. Now, if only you had traded Allen Robinson and kept Emmanuel Sanders when we traded, you would have had Josh Jacobs, Emmanuel Sanders, Marvin Jones this week, and you would have had even more points, not that you needed them. So anyway, John comes away with the win there, 123 to 106. Then we had uh, Paris against... Daniel. Now, Daniel's team had previously looked pretty damn stout. He, of course, is the Patrick Mahomes owner. He has Alvin Kamara. 
uh, he had Sammy Watkins through, you know, that whole meteoric performance with Hill's absence. Um, but of course, Mahomes is injured and Kamara's on bye. So he only was able to put up 99 points. And that's, you know, a Mason Rudolph quarterback play was not helpful. Dalvin Cook and Philip Lindsay tried to ball him out, uh, each getting over a dozen points, but then Juju really let him down. So you had DK Metcalf and Kenny Galladay over 20 points each, but just couldn't couldn't overcome the Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, and 30-point Mike Evans game that Paris got to ride to victory on. That was a 123-99 to final score. And then you had... Uh, I need, like, sad accordion music for, for Christian. Um, or just sad white flag-waving, because, you know, just to remind you all, he is French, so national flag being just a nice blank white. Uh, he lost almost by double his score. He was just a little... Well, I can't say almost. That's not nearly. He lost by more than half his score. How's that one? He ended up with 89 points total. A good, solid performance from Jameis Winston. James White showed up, but Tariq Cohen, Stephon Diggs... Just generally, his team could not keep up with the Russell Wilson, Melvin Gordon, Tyler Lockett combination. The three of them together accounting for, holy shit, uh, 100 points. 100 points. Now, Nathan had a zero from Adam Thielen, and he still won 131 to 89. So, well... If his team does that every week, we're fucked. So, sorry to everyone. What else have we got here? Woo! Well, this is an interesting matchup. Boy, would I like to talk about this one. I'm going to I'm going to try and tell this in a, a narrative fashion. It's Saturday evening. Connor's team has only played Tevin Coleman and Emmanuel Sanders and of course, Robbie Gold, the Golden Leg. Amongst the four of or the three of them, a paltry twenty-nine points. Not bad, but when you factor that Tevin Coleman had just dropped a thirty-eight the week prior, you would have hoped for more. But twenty-nine with your kicker, running back two, and wide receiver two, there's been worse. Especially when there was a bi-week ravaged team sitting across. And when I say ravaged, I mean his bye weeks, uh, bye week players were Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, and Julio Jones. So let's say even with an underwhelming Tevin Coleman performance, I was rock hard. I was looking down the, the alleyway, and I was trying to find my dealer because I was going to need something exciting because this matchup wasn't going to be it. But boy, was I wrong. Through the course of Sunday, it became very clear that the script had completely reversed. At any given point throughout the week, or rather throughout Sunday, Austin had a projection of about 130, 135, and then, you know, games slow down a little bit, defenses lose points, all these different things that factor into the algorithm that, that changes throughout the, the course of a game. 
Eventually, Sunday night, his team settles at right about 119. Well, I had Lamar Jackson and the Dallas defense left to play. But I was down. Gosh, I was down. It was 119.1 to 91.3. Lamar Jackson was only projected to hit about 18 points. And Dallas defense was projected for about 8.5. So Sunday night, you have... Uh, you have Jackson play New England. For those who don't remember or don't care, I have New England defense also. And I had a last-minute option to pivot and put Daniel Jones in at quarterback because I was agonizing. I could play the highest-scoring defense in the league, and maybe I could win the game with those points, but then I'd have to swap for a lower-performing quarterback because and this is just a thing i know there are some of you out there who are saying just play them both they can both be valuable i hate the idea that i can gain points and then lose them when i really need both to go off right i at this point i needed both my defense and my quarterback to do enough for me to squeak out the win and it wasn't feeling good i was probably projected I want to say our projections after the Sunday afternoon game had finished. The projections were that we would be within, I think it was 0.5 of a point. So I, I was toying back and forth. It's like 5.15. The 5.20 game hasn't quite started. This is all Pacific time, of course. And I'm going, fuck, 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 fuck. Do I, do I pick up Daniel Jones? Do I drop Cowboys defense? What do I do? So I... I just, I waited. I stuck to my gut. I played Lamar Jackson, who balled out and got me 28.6 points. That 28.6 gave me exactly 0.7 points more than Austin. Now it's a Sunday night, and I still have my defense, the Cowboys defense, to play on Monday. And I'm shitting bricks. Because I, a long time ago, railed against the idea of benching a position for a win. But I see a world where the not particularly good Dallas defense was not going to necessarily do well against the admittedly not very good New York Giants offense. I mean, I, I saw a world where this thing could go all wrong. So I did it. I benched him. I benched him, and I left my fade up to stat corrections. Now, it is a Tuesday night when I record this. It could be changed. Uh, stat corrections don't finish until Saturday morning, the week before, or the night before the next week's games. But I decided to write it out instead of having the risk of losing by negative points from my defense. And this matchup ended on Lamar Jackson's beautiful feet. 119.8 to 119.1. And holy shit, do I feel good. Wow. It's like 
probably the closest that my non-military ass will ever get to having a bullet whiz by my head or like getting grazed on the shoulder or, you know, stepping out in front of a bus and being missed by inch. Like, it's just not going to happen, knock on wood. But, fuck. Austin, you have been a mostly good sport about it, and it was a hell of a matchup. There were a lot of things each of us could have, well, not so much your team. Your team really performed to its peak. All those bye weeks, the fact that you made that that close, that was fucking nail-biting, and I hate you for it. I could have sewn it up at so many different points just by not playing Robbie Anderson. I contemplated playing Kenyon Drake for the Thursday night game, but I was I was suspect of you know how good 49ers D had been. All that aside, it ended up being a very good game. A classic, one might say. One who has won might say that it's a classic. You probably just want to forget it, which makes it all the better that I've just spent like 12 minutes talking about it. So... Whew. Man, I just... Mm. Mm. That was a good game. If I knew that I was going to win every game, I would want them all to end like that. Granted, that's not how that works, so I'm not about to go do that. But we can move on. I actually am going to be putting Killer's Killer Corner into a review for this week because of the horrible miss on the Jaguars um, that Killer had. I mean, I'm going to have to talk with him about it. You know, scruff him. Make sure he understands. Naughty. Bad Killer. But also, it's becoming apparent that there's a there's not a reliable source for the information I use to help Killer make his decisions. So I want to try and make sure I have that information coming consistently because I have been swapping sources for a while now on the, just the data and I'll hit and then I'll completely miss and then I'll miss but I'll completely hit and it's wild. It's wild. And I don't want Jace to wake up on a Monday morning after how bad his team went and just kind of except instead of that noise perhaps imagine his fist trying to go up my ani well i don't have plural my anus because i'm i'm just a talking head like i get it you need somebody to blame because you've had a season that's worth a slow banjo but that's not up to me. That's all on you. That's all on you. What I'll do here, though, to take up a little bit of the time that Killer's Killer Corner would have otherwise had is go through our current standings as we get close to the, well, close to the end of the year, really, for us. 13, oh, God, shut up, Andrew. Week 13 will be the last week that we, uh, last week that we play regular season. Then we have three weeks of, of playoffs, and we do not play week 17, like you shouldn't, just as a FYI. But after this week's performances, games, wins, losses, heartbreaks, in Austin's case, uh, we're currently situated as such. Your own sits on top of the league. He is 7-2. and two. Followed shortly thereafter by Nathan at 6-3. and three, 
and John at six and three, tied for second. The third, fourth, and fifth team, or excuse me, fourth, fifth, and sixth teams, in other words, the rest of the playoff bound teams at this point, would be myself, Paris, and Austin. Uh, granted, Daniel is right behind at four and five. He is sniffing the playoffs. And even Michael, as we will speak to in a moment for our slightly rebranded phoning it in segment. Uh, well, he's three and six, so he is still, he, there's hope. We address it in the interview. I won't, I won't hash it out now, but then rounding out the bottom at two and seven are both Christian and Jace. It is a forgettable season for both of them. Although I know at least in Christian's case, he's got so much other shit he's worrying about and Jace, well, I don't know. He probably plays in other leagues or something. I'm sure you got something that you're doing. Like, I know you are literally doing something. I'm not trying to imply that you do nothing. What I'm getting at here is it's probably not the end of the world. It sucks. Thanks for your money. But also, meh. So we're going we're gonna to go ahead and move right on here because we have perhaps for the last time you'll hear this drop. Uh, to clarify, the drop, this is the last time you'll hear. There will be interviews going in the future, but now I kind of want to have my own drop. Fuck, is this, this is, oh man, this is just becoming a trend. I'm kind of retarded. Yeah, yeah, I am. I still haven't, oh no, wait, I found it. This is the, this is a different thing. Apparently I do have this. Cool. Cool. So I'm still kind of retarded because I couldn't find my own drop. Anyway, we have uh, Phoning It In, soon to be renamed Drink and Jive with Michael Weatherhead. All right. Now, uh, of course, this week, as promised in the group chat, we have Michael Weatherhead joining us for a, a slight rebrand to what I think is previously being referred to as Phoning It In. I'm going to take it a, a little new direction. Calling it Drink and Jive. I like it. Glad to be back on the show, Connor. It's good to have you back. And, uh, well, yeah. I mean, shoot, we haven't talked to you. You were probably my first interview last year, weren't you? I think I was. I think I was. Yeah. yeah. Got it off early last year. First interview in your first year. So, hey, in the second year, how are you doing? looks to be about the same <laughs> um, <laughs> you know it was a rough start but things i think will turn around in the second half of the season for me ideally can, can only hope so uh i just want to clarify for in case the microphone's picking this up in the background my uh my dog is apparently really mad at what dallas is doing in the cornerbacks area here on monday night uh but well, that's back... down for me at the same time. So I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, good things all around. I actually haven't looked at the game in probably at least the last 35 minutes or so. But um, as far as the rest of your season outside of tonight, you're uh, just to recap for the people at home. You're you're two and six at the moment. But 
you're you're winning in your matchup this week. That's against uh, who again? This is against Jace this week, I believe. So I, I don't want to say that it's an easy win, but equally, I think this is the game I should have win won tonight anyway. So um, thankfully, it looks like I have. I can confirm that I've pulled that out now. Yes, I have. Awesome. Com- well, comfortably going to three and six, thankfully. That's that's very nice. Yes, that was, in fact, a touchdown for you uh, to Michael Gallup. Wow. So, obviously, Killer is uh, is pissed at the, at the cornerback play for the New York Giants, which I don't know why he's surprised, but... Uh, Wow. So yeah, you're uh, you're giving Jace a little bit of a thumping this week. Uh a 114 at the moment, 114.8 to 82. And uh you know, there was there's a lot of anger from Jace. Uh he continues to come back to the well of knowledge that is this shitty podcast. So I appreciate that, but he he did play as many jags as he could find it looks like. He's got Chris Conley and Gardner Minshew. Uh, as I'm, as I'm sure I have equivocated before this interview in the actual podcast, that was a huge miss for me this week. Did you have any, you have any flops this week, Michael? You, you know, actually in this league, I did all right this week. I would say a Ron Rogers probably was my only real disappointment. And, yeah. uh, he came through, no, he came through definitely probably half his projected points, but ouch. Yeah, apart from that, no. Overall, it was a it was a better week. I've really given up on expecting that Odell could do anything. So, given that uh, that Browns performance, so yeah, no. Overall, I think decent week. Yeah, I mean, you you've got basically at projection for your two running backs, Howard and mm-hmm. Bell, which is pretty good. You, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, uh, man, for a going into this week they were a seven and one team and it's like they hit a brick wall down there with the chargers but that's uh that's surprising yeah your team went pretty stout and i see you uh you too are a man of culture rocking an empty slot on your team i almost had two you know but austin made me feel a bit foolish that admittedly i'd left matt bryant who'd been cut from the falcons in my kicker spot so for good measure, I picked up Ravens last night, and they that was actually probably my surprise pickup over the week right there, you know, yeah. against, uh, against the Patriots team that when they play a real team, we see what happens, just for the record. You know, it was a, it was a ballsy pickup, but, you know, that scoop and score there definitely helped you out. And, uh, man, the Ravens have been beating some pretty good teams. I believe they also beat the Seahawks. Oh, they've been playing great this this year. Absolutely, it's well, it's just one of those situations there where, where no one is really equipped yet for Lamar Jackson. So I, I give it another year to see what's going to happen. But this year is yeah, it's something to watch. You know, it's ironic because no one is equipped for Lamar Jackson. But ironically, uh, the Ravens were the most equipped to face somebody like Lamar Jackson in that they faced Colin Kaepernick in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. I honestly think about Colin Kaepernick when I think about Lamar Jackson a little bit here. Uh, yeah, it just I, makes me wonder what happens next season. I I absolutely agree. Do people get him a little more figured out now that he's not only you know still got his legs, but is now starting to figure out how to place his his passes 
you know, we'll have to see. You may also see an adjustment as they come around to start facing uh, teams a second time. Not that the, what are they, AFC South, technically? North. AFC North? Uh, North. North? Yeah, with the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, North. Yeah, as as they come around and play some of these teams a second time, you might, I feel like you might see some resistance, some figuring it out. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see, really. Yeah, I agree with you. I Again, you know, the, the, the second half of the season is always an interesting one for me. But um, I am, I, you know, if anything, what I'll give credit for is, is they showed how beatable the Patriots are. And as an Eagles fan heading into a bye week, playing the Patriots, you know, after the bye, that makes me quite happy. Yeah. Well, hopefully when, uh, as a 49er fan, when we eventually play Baltimore, we don't prove to be quite as feeble as new England, just, just so that we can have that, that little bit of bragging, right. When we inevitably exit the playoffs in the first round. So, (laughs) so you still, there's the realism of a San San Francisco fan still. Okay. That was going to be my question for you is, do you believe the hype since you guys are seven and no? Or eight? No, no, no. You're seven and zero. Eight and zero. Eight and zero. You are eight we, and zero. Uh, yeah. yeah, we we had the earliest bye week you could have, so we're eight and zero. You know it. I'll just say this. Ironically, the Arizona Cardinals were the first big challenge that we had. They had been slowly figuring their stuff out. Now I'm not sitting here and saying, well, now that we've beaten them, hey, they were a tough team. No, that was supposed to be an easy win. But I think what what that Thursday night game for the 49ers did was prove that they are a team that can play both sides of the ball, but they have yet to do it in the same game. Uh, at least against a team that has literally any quality starters. So I think the Seahawks will be one of the more uh, appropriate tests for the rest of their year. Uh, I think the Seahawks are more balanced than a lot of people let on. And especially with uh, a solid front four for the 49ers offensive line, um, having somebody like Jadeveon Clowney breathing down their necks might just be an actual stress test. So I don't know. I, I almost think there's more pressure having them go into a Seahawks game eight and oh than it would have been if they were you know tied for the lead at seven and two like the seahawks are yeah and and fair enough the seahawks are nasty right now and you know again don't know if this will will lead to anything but the josh gordon pickup could be interesting yeah i was reading today that um somebody was saying josh gordon probably won't hurt lockett or dk metcalf it just pushes down pretty much everybody else after that (laughs) and i'm like Okay, yeah, that's that's a very clean way of putting it in theory, but we'll see. That team, I think with Josh Gordon, they get better. I mean, you add a weapon, of course. Well, they, they get someone in the end zone who can, who can moss, you know, touchdowns, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Pre- presuming he plays and, you know, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't fail on the drug test. But yeah. A- apart from that, you know, yeah, sure. I, I, well, I agree with you. Bearing in mind that, uh, that of course, Washington is a weed legal state. I do wonder if he's going to have a little bit of a hard time with that. Uh, cause I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but 
Foxborough, that's Mass. Massachusetts isn't. Uh, no. Is that that's not legalized? No. Not yet. No. All right. So that, who knows? Who knows? I mean, he's at least going to an established. I'm going to say older coach. No disrespect to Pete Carroll, but he's literally the oldest coach in the NFL right now. I'm pretty sure. So let's call it maturity. He's very mature. He is. He's very mature, as they say. Yes. Oh yeah, man, yeah. lots of wisdom on that team. Well, uh, oh yeah, of course you're optimistic about Josh Gordon. I forgot I traded you to him earlier this year. How has he been doing for you? He's been great on my bench. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, but. You know, Montgomery has had a couple good weeks, finally, again. So, I think, you know, I, I actually haven't looked to see how Josh Jacobs has been going week by week, but I still feel like this shook out fairly evenly so far. You know, it it would have shaken out fairly evenly <laughs> had I not then turned around and traded Josh Jacobs to pick up Lamar Jackson. So That's right. Yeah, so you've, now, done, you've done great. You know, Lamar Jackson's been great, yes. But then I look at what my running back core has become with the carry on uh, carry on Johnson injury. And man, that's why I got Josh Jacobs. So whoops. But, you know, it's shaken out. OK, for now, we'll see how it goes in the future. But man, OK, so we've we've covered a lot of fantasy for you. And we've uh, we've talked a little bit about how our trades have gone. What about real life? Anything new for you? Well, I'm making the move down south later this month, so that's coming along. Um, going to be moving to L.A. finally, uh, at least before the end of the year for sure, permanently. Very so nice. this is a, probably my, my big personal bit of news anyway. Um, happy for the weather, happy to get out of the East Coast during wintertime. Oof, yeah. that's Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that brings up a great point. You may not be able to leave. If you wait too long. Well, this is it. My, my idea is to not see snow again. So if I can get out the next month, that would be ideal. Um, so lining that up right now. Snow. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, let's put it this way. I, I would be happy by choice to see it. But um, for those of you familiar with the East Coast in Ottawa, Canada specifically, when you see something like six to seven feet of it on your driveway, you... Uh, it, it tends to get old pretty quickly. That that magical feeling kind of disappears after the first week or two. That's absolutely fair. Uh, I guess growing up in San Francisco, I never really got much snow. And I'm still not sick of it since I moved up here. But I, I'd say give me a couple of years. I'll probably be right there with you in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Come on down. We can we can wash the fires together anyway at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll we'll be praying for snow for all those all those forest fires. <laughs> you know, its perspective is everything, I suppose. Oh man, hey, you know, you will be right down there near uh, near Christian. He'll be out of San Diego. Uh, so if you ever need somebody to watch the game with and make fun of, he's always a great punching bag. That's perfect, Christian. I'll be giving you a shout. I'll be down in San Diego quite a bit, actually. So um, very nice. This will be good. There you go. Hey, I may not be able to get you guys to trade, but I can get you guys to meet up, apparently. So, something. <laughs> so, if, if anything comes to me, at least that. You know? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. man. And, and I saw Austin not too long ago in Boston. Uh, not Boston, in Montreal, rather. So, that was uh, a nice little reunion as well. Yeah, he gets around, doesn't he? 
he tries. He certainly tries. Yeah, he uh, he still hasn't seen me though, so that's you know I'll, I'll hold I'll hold that against him for a little while, I guess. Yeah, <sighs> shame. So, uh, bringing it back down to to fantasy, what pretty much everybody is is listening to this interview. Uh, what they care about, except for you know my mom, of course. Hi, hi mom. Um, but uh, what which fantasy team in our league has surprised you the most, either in a good way or a bad way? Ooh, and I can't use mine, eh? <laughs> um, hey, you can. <laughs> you know the one I would say I pay the most attention to, and, and I was probably telling you this off interview earlier. But really on paper, when I drafted this team this year, I felt really good about it. And it just has not gone that way um, at all. So, you uh, know, certainly I mean, under... To, to, be, to be fair to you, just to rattle off for anybody who's forgotten at home, Michael, your team has Aaron Rodgers, Le'Veon Bell, OBJ. You got George Kittle. On your bench this week, you have Rams D, Josh Gordon, uh, you have Kareem Hunt waiting in the wings. Deshaun Jackson, uh, RIP, by the way. Uh, yeah. Man, I, I mean, and you have, I joke about it a lot, but you have both running backs for an Eagles team that in theory was going to be just like really well put together. Your your team definitely had all the makings and it just, I who would you say you think has been really letting you down the most? OBJ. I mean, you know, that's a very high draft pick for a team that I really thought was going to have a standout year. And of course it's the Browns, so I shouldn't be surprised, but I think I think I took him with my yeah, my second pick overall. So that that's a stinger. I got to say it's a stinger. Ouch. I mean, it it's starting to feel now like the Browns are uh they're Lucy on Charlie Brown. They put the football down and they ask Charlie Brown to run up and, and kick the ball and they pull it away every time. That's us thinking that the Browns are good. And then they just pull it away every time. Every single time. The amount of memes I've seen now, um, <laughs> the ones referencing the office, even with, you know, a Photoshop Baker Mayfield dropping the chili referencing <laughs> their season, you know, oh. all fitting at this point. All very it's, brown-like, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it. I'm only able to laugh because, as a 49er fan, I've paid my penance. So. Yeah, you've done your time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm still coming off that Super Bowl high of two years ago, and apparently, so are the Eagles. So, you know, we're in the same boat together here. Yeah. Um, from what I hear in locker room talk, anyway. Yeah. The uh, the Eagles and Jace. Who would have thought they had so much in common? <laughs> this is Super a good Bowl point. slumps the both of them although oh, hey listen we're man. in a good spot we're in a good spot in the season and this is the uh well i was really hoping that new york would win this game tonight maybe they still can but that would help me that's fair i mean at, like every good american i want to see the cowboys lose so i'm right there with you i appreciate that but sadly, well, I don't know. They're not out of it. No, no, no. And Saquon just ripped off a huge run, which is nice in one of my other leagues anyway. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So there's well, there's hope. Te- 
10 minutes left in the fourth quarter and apparently all but one all but one of the matchups this week have been won by the home team in the NFL so far so the uh, the one that was not won by a home team was the 49ers in Arizona how weird is that not the 49ers that's just coincidence but just like every other matchup was won by the home team like is that coming up tomorrow in NFL news? Is home team advantage too strong? Yeah, I, I mean, this is a good point. I had not, I had not considered this. Um, wow. Yeah, you know what a week. And and actually, I think no one from the NFC North won a game this week either. So there's a lot of probably a lot of non changes happening in real football. But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how it shook out in fantasy week. I mean, were there any real upsets? I mean, the the the, the Green Bay Packers for sure. Yeah. Pa- uh, Patriots. Yeah. I'd say is a big a big upset. You know. I don't really know if anything else I'd call it. A, you know, an outstanding upset of the week. No, no, real football felt like a lot of stuff was a close enough to predict result you know mm-hmm. uh it, which is so interesting to say normally you have at least one big i mean i guess you could say the dolphins like deliberately winning a game is a little bit weird but yeah which shame on them you know do they want the first overall pick or not yeah do they want to or no that's it's, my thought like come on no uh I, I congratulate the Bengals on their first overall pick of Tua. Um, I can't remember Tua's last name. It's, I'm going to butcher it if I try it. So, But congratulations. Tag, tag the I'm going to butcher it too. Something there you like go. Anyway. All right. Between yeah. the two of us, we've probably given it three different new pronunciations. But congratulations, Bengals. You finally can get rid of, of Dalton and play this guy at week two. Throw him to the Wolves. Get tired of him think that he sucks and by the end of next year he's washed and playing for the browns um i guess that would be an upgrade (laughs) oh my god manzel would be an upgrade right now i i really wonder who's gonna get a good quarterback first the the bears or the browns Oof, you know now i wonder if someone like a Mariota or a winston went to the bears or are those guys uncurable as well? You know, I, I really like to drag on Jameis Winston because I think his issue is decision-making. I don't think it's just like he can't seem to get the ball where it's supposed to be. I think it's he gets in trouble and, and doesn't know when to stop. But that said, I feel like Mariota might... Now, now this is going to piss off some Tennessee fans on our podcast, notably Jace, but um, the Tennessee Titans are a shittily put together team like there's just you have derrick henry and then name for me one other player who is notable enough to draw double coverage or to draw you know too much attention from defensive schemes in one of my dynasty leagues i would love to have told you Corey davis but alas (laughs) yet another player that did not live up to its hype you know, it it's almost like it's almost like the Titans, in order to be relevant, would need to have one of those like young, 
sort of scheme forward OCs or head coach that could make something of nothing. Uh, you know, a, a, a Kyle Shanahan of sorts who has the mind to see the whole field and make these people relevant and work, but they just, they just don't. And I wonder, you know, Mariota, maybe he just needs an Allen Robinson and he needs, uh, oh, who's the little guy? Tariq Cohen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the little guy. I feel so bad for that. If you're listening, Tariq, first of all, hello. Thank you for listening. And I'd love to have you on an interview. <laughs> but also, I'm very sorry. That's not it. You are of, of small stature, but big heart is all I meant. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I'm talking to somebody who's never going to listen. Uh, One can hope. Yeah, you know, if uh, if if wishes, what's it called? I don't I don't remember. I've, I'm about a whole beer in now. So cheers uh, to that. Hell yeah. So you know, that's a great that's a great thing to think about. What what some of these quarterbacks who are bound to be just like ejected from their current teams, what they could possibly do elsewhere. I wager that the the draft cost of Mayfield and Trubisky is still too high for most ownership to swallow reaching out for a Mariota, though. Oh, yeah. Mariota is going to be a well-paid backup somewhere, but I cannot see him starting next year. I just, who's going to take him? I know. Maybe Cincinnati, but they're going to get Tua, so. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want somebody like Tua learning from somebody like Mariota. Yeah, no, no. You know, no. we need more. We need more Brian Hoyers in the game. You know, those are the best kind of backups <laughs> to teach you. Yeah, yeah. Brian Hoyer, uh, shit, is he older than Tom Brady? It's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah, I don't know, but I feel like they're definitely in the same age category anyway. Yeah, like forever old and for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, although can't knock TB12 as much as I want to. You know, that guy is looking good. Um, well, I don't know if at football, but certainly, you know. Yeah, he, he looks younger now than he did in the past. But we're digressing a little bit. Little, uh, Actually, a little, <laughs> little update for anybody who is listening to this on Wednesday and watching a rerun of the NFL game in time so that they can uh, relive it as we experience it experience it here there was just a what like 50 yard touchdown pass to amari cooper massive right there and that 40, pretty much is yeah seal the deal yard. for me in another league great seal the deal in a this good way the, or are you screwed no no not good <laughs> I, not good i'm i'm at a point where i'm betting against myself and it's not great um I've been above five leagues and um Let's just say Mohamed Sanu was directly responsible for winning and losing about three of my leagues this week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm sitting. Ooh. Sorry about that. Did I lose you? No, you're still here. Oh, okay, great. Um, yeah. So now I'm sitting here hoping that Saquon Barkley can somehow outperform Ezekiel Elliott and Brent Maher in the last, what, seven minutes of this football game. Um, which will not happen. So I will lose one of my leagues, unfortunately. But the other four uh, will actually be victories this week. So I guess that's that goes for something. 
Well, you know, that's that's a pretty good percentage there. If you're, you said five leagues in total? Five leagues, yeah. Now, the unfortunate thing is the one where I'm trying, I'm in a dynasty league, and I'm trying to get that first overall pick because I went to a, Mohamed Sanu won me that week. So that's unfortunate. Um, whereas the league where I'm trying to win right now and have an actual shot of contention, he cost me the win because I played him, played against him rather. So a bit unfortunate in terms of which one I lost here because of that, but I guess that's what happens when you overextend the amount of leagues you should be in. I mean, to each their own. I, uh, I was telling you before we recorded here that uh, I've officially reduced the number of leagues I'm into the one because, well, first of all, y'all fuckers are needy. And so I, I have a podcast to produce, but also it's just easier to not have to worry about literally the strategy of all these different teams. Cause when you're lazy, it's easier to be a rankings whore. And, uh, I don't know, man. I, I just, I like to give it some thought, but not, I don't want to give some thought to 50 different things, but uh, I digress on that one. I'm glad, I'm glad you're winning on so many of those, although perhaps not the ones you hoped you were winning in, but what can I say? I love torture. You are an Eagles fan. <laughs> well put. Well put. So, you know, speaking speaking perhaps of your Eagles, is there an, a real-life NFL team that's kind of surprised you this year? The, the Ravens. Yeah, okay. I, I got to say the Ravens. And, and, and you know what? Uh, your team. I mean, I actually like Jimmy football. You know, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. But... Um, or Jimmy GQ, however you want to call him, but I didn't think I didn't think they'd be here at this point in the season. So, oh no! Um, if if anybody wants to say that they predicted the 49ers would even have a winning record to this point, let alone undefeated, can go take a a dip in a lake, <laughs> a lake on the east side of town too. Um, but but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think that to me has been the most shocking this year. And and they actually look like a good football team, to your point. You know, I, I don't think that there were a couple of great statement wins, um, you know, against some decent football clubs. So I, again, you guys have a tough second half schedule, but still mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Um, I can't say that I can chalk Kansas City up to a shock at this point because I think if they had Mahomes playing, they, they would be in a better spot. But hey, you know, they ripped off that win against Minnesota, so that was good. Yeah, no, that's they're actually, I think, my dark horse candidate for surprise of the year. Not not that I predicted them to go undefeated or anything like that. I, I frankly think they're a little unbalanced on it as a team. Uh, when they jettisoned Kareem Hunt, I think they lost a lot of talent at running back. But, you know, they've been in some of these games, even without Mahomes, and just can't pull out the win. Maybe Mahomes is that X factor that gets them the win, but I think so. They they were losing before Mahomes left officially anyway. So I I wonder if they're really as stout as they need to be without uh, a truly fearsome running back for defenses to have to worry about, you know? Yeah, I think their committee play hasn't exactly been as effective as they hoped. But, you know, again, any Andy Reid coach team is a good team by my books. So, uh, again, maybe that's the the biased Eagles fan in me. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. I don't think they have that real weapon in the backfield that they they should have. Yeah, I mean... 
we'll have to see. It's it's still early enough in the season. As a as a avid Seahawks fan said to me earlier today, when I was getting a little too, I won't say in his face. He's a coworker, but I you know I was I was getting pretty playful about the 49ers being better than the Seahawks right now, and ha ha. And his exact words were, "It is way too early in the year to even think about what the hell's going to happen next." It's like wow, it only matters in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you know. And to be fair, the NFL is one of those rare leagues where two weeks before playoffs, everything can change. So this is true. So so I guess to that point, you know, um, from a fantasy playoff perspective, how are you feeling this year? <sighs> well, I feel a lot better than I did last year. Uh, for anybody who doesn't remember, I in the very last regular season, regular fantasy season game week 13 in regular NFL um, I, I pulled out a victory that gave me, because I had the point advantage, it gave me the final seeding to get into the playoffs over the other rookie of last year to our league, um, who is no longer with us, RIP. Um, but this year I feel a lot better, a lot better. Yeah, um, that, this is, this is true. I mean, I'm, I'm about to go five and four barring a, a stat correction. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling okay. Uh, my, so we have in, in our league, we have it split into North and South for standings just so that way we have like organizational left and right sort of a thing. I I honestly don't know what it serves. I could eliminate it if the league decides we don't want it, but it basically gives us two divisions. And I'm still fourth in that division. <laughs> yeah, and, and what do you think it's going to take? You know, what, what kind of record? You, you think an even split record is going to get you to the playoffs this year? Or do you think there's some losing teams that are going to limp in? Shit. Well, that's... I think I'm going to need to have at least another... At least another two wins to secure yeah. my spot. Because I'm I'm looking now, and... At five and four, that'll have me tied with Paris and Austin in basically tied for sixth. This is wow, this is awful now that I'm looking at it. Uh, because that the only people on the outside looking in are going to be Daniel, yourself, Jace, and uh christian at least for the next as far as next week looks uh y'all will still be the bottom four but i do not like a three-way tie for the last three spots of playoffs like that does not make me feel good i i agree i'm looking at it here there's what we have another five weeks to go in this league Mm -hmm. when do you cap it 12 or 13 13 Okay. Yeah. So there's still four more, four more games to go. I mean, the the good thing is, is I do have a hundred point uh, point scored advantage over even the next closest team. Which actually, that's really upsetting that I have that much of an advantage in points, but I'm a four and four team before this week. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm looking at that now. You got 
Well, having said that, did you have a big week by any chance? Or has this been a pretty even spread for you? Uh, you know, it's funny because as much as I, I run I run this damn podcast and I do all these other things and I still can't keep track of this. I mean, I'm consistently... Wait, wait. Let me see here. I, I'm consistently in the above hundreds. My worst week was actually against you. I only had 97 points. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> did I even win that week? Probably yeah, not. You, you did win. <laughs> oh, there you go. One of the two. Perfect. <laughs> Love that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you a stats team next year. Maybe maybe that's our goal. So when we when we go to do these segments, we can uh, have somebody <laughs> just giving you the reports. You know, oh, make it really man. legitimate here. I'd I love let's, that. Let's think big here. You know, let's let's get this podcast to 20 people. That, hey, you know, I would love I would love to expand. You know, maybe I can even get my grandma to listen. I'd have to teach her how to use a phone. But, uh, you know, grandma, if you ever go back and listen to the rest of these, this is your grandson from two years ago. It's not magic, though. I, I'll explain. She, she, she's starting to lose it now. So, um, <laughs> oh, I'm going to get slapped when I see her at Thanksgiving. Um. Well, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting year. I, you know, there's for for you're going to be three and six. You're still not on the complete out. You know, like you are where I was last year at this point. And I have to run the table. You don't have to necessarily run the table, but you need you need to beat any team that will be that is below you, and you need to not lose. Uh, I would say to more than one team above you. I, I think I literally have, yeah, I've got a one game buffer, and that's if mathematically everything goes my way. Realistically, I've got to go four for four here. Um, so I'm one of those guys actually hoping that Kareem Hunt is going to come back in a big way. I can plug him into my flex going forward. Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. You have a win. No offense, Christian, but let's be real. Uh, you have a, a win next week against Christian, at least in in the far out view. Austin uh, Austin has a formidable team, but it has its foibles here and there. It's 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 consistent, but anything can happen. It's it's not it's not a your own team. You know what I mean? Uh, and then you played John as well. It realistically, I feel like with the exception of maybe either John or Austin you should be able to win three of those games. It, it'll be either the game against John or the game against Austin. That will be the biggest challenge. I, or maybe, maybe you'll just pull a Baltimore Ravens versus new England. And you're just going to surprise the shit out of all of us. And that would make me happy because I'm all for neutralizing, you know, the, the advantage teams. I love it when there's that drama. So Bring it on. Bring it on. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I would love to be Christian. I think he actually got me, though, earlier in the season. So I'm, I'm owed a little bit of revenge here. Um, mm. But again, yeah, no, I, I don't think I'm out of it mathematically. Um, I'm as confident with my team as I would like to have said I was. That's probably not the case. Um, and never mind. I think I did be Christian. So that's, you know, thank God for that. Um, oh. Actually, uh, shit. 
I just looked at a, a third party app that does the analyze, analyzing of, of our, our league. And uh, I, I think it's probably too early for me to make this a regular feature in the, the rest of the podcast, but pretty soon here, I'll be having to read these off um, in, in descending order from the playoff odd percentages here at 99% odds to make the playoffs is your own. 93 is John, 85 is Nathan, 83 is Daniel, 83 is uh, also Austin, I am at 82%, Paris is currently in 7th place, so just outside of playoff contention according to this projection, and it has him at 68%, and this is where it gets a little sad, because... It has Christian at a 4% chance. And then it has you and Jace at 1%. Brilliant. However, this does not account for this week's win or loss for anybody. So you will have an increase in percentage. Christian will drop some percentage. So will Paris. So will Austin and Daniel. All of which are currently, according to this thing, above you. So... Do not count yourself out yet. This is one of those times where being in the 1% is not a good thing, but I, I will feel <laughs> relatively optimistic in this case that uh, we'll <laughs> see what happens for the rest of the season. Um, but, uh, you know, thanks to technology for ruining my optimism a little bit more. Um, well, you know, just let technology be a hater. That's all I'm going to say. Wonderful. Now, uh, speaking of this push for rest of season, is there a player that you see out there right now? He may not literally be unowned in our league, but in most leagues, you see him as a, a player to pick up who can be really effective for the rest of the season. Maybe even, I won't call him a league winner, but uh, somebody that can drag you over, drag you over the uh, break the plane, like uh, the O-line for Lamar Jackson. Oh, I love that, by the way. That was a great touchdown. All credit to the O-line on that one. Um, yeah. So we're talking about a player that has not been picked up or probably sitting on most waiver wires. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah. I say that only to direct you away from saying Christian McCaffrey. Ah, yes. I mean, <laughs> he has been great. You know, hard to say he's going to be a game winner, but I honestly thought, MVS Valdez Scantling for Packers could be something this year. And uh, <laughs> believe it or not, I was pretty hot on the Florida man himself, uh, Gardner Minshew. I mean, I think he's picked up in our league. Mm -hmm. He's probably not overly picked up in other leagues, but I think he is able to at least give you some consistently, typically. I mean, as I say, he flopped this week, but um, in the league. So I think those two have been decent pickups um, that will probably fairly be available still in other leagues. Um, otherwise, I'm trying to think who comes to mind. Yeah, no one else really comes to mind right now that wouldn't be scooped up already. You know, I have one, but I, I worry about saying it because, well, no, I can say it. No, wait, no, I can't because you're below me on the waiver wire. Fuck. 
because um, mm, I kind of need him. I see. Mm. What, if I, what if I promise not to tell or to pick? It's more a promise not to pick, because at this point, the podcast will come out on Wednesday morning, and nobody will nobody will get to hear this until after. Ha-ha! <laughs> but... Valid. But... Who, who you got? Scout's on it. Oh. Uh, well, Mark Walton, Monday morning, this Monday morning, today, was just said that he has a pretty severe injury. It's uh, it's unlikely that he will be returning to play football before we get more into our playoffs in our fantasy. And I, I think Kalen Balage, now that both Kenyon Drake and now an injured Mark Walton are kind of gone, might finally have a path to some fantasy relevance. So... Yeah, I could see that. I just, God, that means that they actually have to be in a game to run it. So, you know, yeah, I think I think you could be right. Uh, how are his hands? Can he catch? Oh fuck! If I know, um, apparently not. Because in well, hold on. He has had in four separate games. He's had one reception this year. Uh, so that is to say he has four receptions on the year, but only one per game over four different games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Mark Walton did not get injured. Mark Walton served a four games is serving a four game suspension for PED use. I'm just going to correct myself right there. So Mark Walton. Uh, not so no. different from Mark Wahlberg, apparently. <laughs> well, at least Ballage could get you into the playoffs, you know, if your gamble's correct. Oof. You're going to have to, uh, yeah, you're going to have to be the guy to start him. So, you know, that will take a set of cojones, my friend. I, I was just about to say, you are going to have to have big ballages if you're going to play him. <laughs> I like what you did there. Oh, I don't. It was bad. But you're too kind. You're far too kind. And you I'm know Canadian. what? You know, speaking of, speaking of, it is now time to step into over under push to uh, to recap for the friends at home. Over under push is over. If you think that something is better than people expect under, if you think it is worse than people expect or push, if it is just about what everyone expects. Uh and as I said, you are Canadian, so over under push, being Canadian. Ooh, it's, <coughs> it's over. I mean, we're great. <laughs> Jesus, we're very you, nice people and humble. You, so I humble. should add as well. You so and Austin, humble. man. <laughs> All right, uh, over under push. Flying frequently for work. Oh, in the first few months I do it, or now, it's definitely becoming under. It's um, <laughs> the, those consistent airports and hotels are quite as fun after a while. Um, but I suppose you get some good meals out of it, but still under. Okay, okay. 
as a little bit of news for probably the uh, the rest of fantasy. Well, you you had to do it quite a lot, as I understand, in this last year. Yeah, I mean, this year was a bit of personal and work for me. So, um, mm. and going to the West Coast was kind of an over, I would say. Um, but yeah, you know, getting on a plane every month definitely gets a little long in the tooth. Yeah, I'm I'm about to have my first ever work trip. Uh, my my new job is sending me to New York City from out here in Seattle. So uh, I'm excited. It's kind of like going on mini vacation, except you also still have to work. So uh, I guarantee you by the time I get around to my my third or fourth that I'm going to be right there with you. Uh, you just make sure to tell everyone in the airport that you're a national businessman and act very important as you walk down the airport. <laughs> I think I think pretty much everyone will attest that I make myself very important sounding when I need to. Fantastic. Oh, that's a good tip, though. Yes, yes, I am a national businessman. Get out of my way. I am, I am a jet setter. Yes. <clears throat> by the way, your defense just scored a touchdown. Oh, did it, it really? Looks, like, looks that way. On on my bench. No, you're I... Dallas D. Oh, that you sat. Yes, yes. You're 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 Dallas D on your bench is performing on an over right now. We should put it that way. Oh fuck. So I know, I know I've covered this in the rest of my podcast, but, uh, real time updates as we sit here, Dallas D is that getting called back? It's not showing up in the app yet. Might be a tuck rule. I'm waiting to see here. Oh man. Well, that's going to be on the edge. We'll see. Wow. Well, uh, review pending, but right now I benched them in case they went into negatives because I, Oh, it just showed up in the app. Uh, I benched the D because I did not want to run the risk of going into negatives because I am, as of a Monday night matchup, ahead of Austin by 0.7 points. And I have been fucked by defenses before, so I am not doing that. But now they have 19 points, and I kind of feel stupid. I could have really cleared some room there and rested easy, but whatever. Uh, a stat correction can fuck my whole week, so that's great. All that well, to say, winning is winning as long as you you hold off that no stat correction, that point oh, seven comfortable margin will will take you home. Uh, but damn, yeah, you know, nineteen points. We'll that see. was a hell of a that was a hell of a pickup. I'm so glad I got him to not play them. <laughs> You're, you're a genius yeah wow well uh moving on because uh for those who don't know my my normal defense was playing against my quarterback that would be the new orleans new new england defense rather against lamar jackson and the ravens but uh how are you feeling over under push the patriots on the whole Ooh, um push push to under push to under actually i'm gonna go under i i think that was their real first test this season and it i can't say i predicted it to go that way but if there's any indication um as a optimistic eagles fan the same will happen in two weeks and the under will definitely start to appear here 
Okay, that's fair. I kind of like that prediction. Although, um, if you could do me a favor and make sure that all the Eagles points are scored by your defense so that my my defense doesn't lose points because I'm going to have to play them. But, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put some calls in. <laughs> listen, listen, Peterson, I know what you're thinking. Just score points. But no, let me tell you about this guy in Seattle, Washington. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. I should have a skit show. The, the number of dumb shit that I'll just, like, totally get sidetracked off into. The amount of spinoff ideas for next year will be great. Oh, oh man, we're gonna have it's gonna be like the SNL of of fantasy podcasts in that nobody likes it anymore, and it's gonna really degrade in quality <laughs> after its second season. Ooh. Oh, I'll take oh. the over on that. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, you get to get slapped with reality then. Over under push moving. Ooh, you know, <laughs> overall, it's an over. It's an over. Um, there's obviously a lot of last-minute craziness to get through now, but it's definitely an over. Um, for personal reasons, my my lady friend lives in L.A., and from also personal reasons, the weather is just much more amenable for me. So um, as Austin could tell you, I certainly enjoyed the Melbourne climate, and L.A. is even... <laughs> I think consistently more warmer or warmer, more warmer. is not really a, it's a saying. Um, so an over and over okay. Um, okay. under that. I'm leaving Canada for this, for, you know, the lovely uh, U.S. of A, but uh, wow. Oh, yeah, no, overall and over. No, I'm kidding. It's, it, I feel good about it. You know, I bet you didn't know this, but we have quite a few, visa approval agents that listen to this podcast and uh i think you just you just I, signed your own i love america there. god <laughs> yeah. bless all right well uh from from a what sounds like wonderful opportunity for you to uh a not so wonderful one being bad at fantasy over under push oh man um you know I would say right now it's I it's an under feeling for me. I mean, certainly I'd like to say I'm optimistic about my fantasy abilities, but they have not been showcased well in the first two years of this league. So I <laughs> certainly an under right now. You know, it's it's okay because it took Jace three years for his quote unquote fantasy skills to show up. So uh, I think you're fine. <laughs> one one more year to prove myself. But I, I will be back no matter what. I can confirm that. Awesome. I will, uh, I will ink it from now and, and, and guarantee returning uh, as hey. long as you'll have me. I, I appreciate that. We will absolutely be picking up your option. Perfect. Looking forward to another one-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's a prove-it deal, Weatherhead. Do it. Great. Well, it's probably paying me the veteran minimum at this point. So, yeah, <laughs> easy pickup. All right. Well, uh I guess speaking of veteran minimums, which is all Deshaun Jackson's going to get for your Eagles after this year, what's uh, what's it like over under push on being an Eagles fan? I got to go over still. 
you know, we still have that Super Bowl hangover. Um, we still have that Super Bowl confidence for better or for worse. And I'm not that upset about where we are right now in the standings. You know, I think uh, I think we're still playoff bound. I mean, I know the stats kind of prove otherwise, but I think we're going to roll out some pretty good wins. But it really comes down to that New England game. If we could take that one, go to sort of, you know, six and four in our season, I'll be feeling pretty good. Absolutely fair. I mean, it's it's hard to be anything but over on a team that's not the Patriots that has won in the last five years. So this is it. <laughs> they have so much. We have so little. So we have to hold on to these feelings. Yeah, <laughs> that was so that was so shrewd. I like that so much. Oh, my gosh. Uh, OK. Related. Over under push, knowing that Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz. Oh, that's an under. Come on. <laughs> Listen, uh, I love Big Dick Nick. Don't get me wrong. That guy has a time and place. But as a as a leader, well, not everyone liked him too. But no, Carson's a better option. A healthy Carson. Carson. That guy's got work ethic. Uh, even when you hear about teen drama, really and truly, most of the team rallies around what Carson can do. So I, I, I strongly disagree with that. Um, it's unfortunate what happened this year in Jacksonville. I mean, I would have been curious to see how the season went, but I think, I think Foles will go back to being a very good backup at some point. You know, there's, there's some speculation with Minshew's bad play, uh, that they may still get some big Nick energy down in Jacksonville. Well, here's to, you know, here's to hoping. I mean, obviously I've got to give the guy credit. He, he brought us home a chip and has probably the most unique set of accolades in the NFL, but you know, <laughs> that's uh, an understatement. Yeah. You know, uh, but, but yeah, you know, I, I guess we'll see. I'm still curious to see what he can do uh, on another team because so far his track record has not been stellar. Let's put it that way. Yeah. That's, you know, absolutely fair. Well, it's it's hard, uh, mostly because of, well, my, my next one, which is over-under push on how defenses are dominating the NFL now. Yeah, over, over. You know, I, I, I think, God, I mean, growing up watching the, the revered Pittsburgh and Baltimore Ds probably would have been a push back then, but I haven't seen that in recent years. And this year, for sure, there has been some nasty defenses. And absolutely, I think the team that's going to take it home this year, it's going to come down to the strength of their D. So definitely an over. Okay, okay. Now, uh, we, we've touched on this a little bit, but uh, being an NFL fan and seeing that the Browns are still, the, are still crap. <laughs> I should say push because it should be par for the course. Um, I, like many fools, thought this would be a different year um, and was very hot on Odell Beckham for that reason, as I previously said. But you know what? It should be a push. The, the realistic data-driven side of me says this is a push. That's fair. I, just as a fan, there's something about the storyline of of watching a team that really truly has things paved out for them. And then like coming out the gates and looking so hapless, 
just if if there was a photograph that embodied their season it is the the soggy freshly shaven porn star stash uh baker mayfield photo <laughs> where he's wearing like an overcoat and it looks like he just gained 60 pounds it's just like that is their season <laughs> i you know i haven't seen a team crumble this badly since god you know what? My chip coached Eagles about five years ago. Um, mm. Just with the offseason expectations. I, you know, this is one of those paper teams where they just got, they can't get it together. You know, they just, although it would be a weird universe where the Browns were actually good. So I, I guess from a, a state of keeping things normal, this is probably the better thing for, for you know, football normacy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like messing with the timeline too much. They're not allowed to be good, or it will absolutely just destroy the balance of the rest of the NFL. Like they have to suck out all the crap. You need a couple garbage cans, and and you know, God bless them for doing their continual job year over year. Um, <laughs> you know, them and the Dolphins. Congratulations to both of them. Yeah, I mean. Ooh, some teams. It, I props to all the teams that have come out of a really bad losing record to to at least be contenders this year. Because when you watch the Browns and Miami Dolphins, you realize just how hard it actually is. So, man. being a diehard fan for the dog pound must be a very difficult thing. Yeah, I would say that most of them would rate it as an under. <laughs> definitely an under uh, yeah. uh, you know this this is a little apropos seeing as we just had uh we just had one of the hottest halloween costumes this last week be uh well well this player's creation but uh antonio brown may be playing football again before the end of this year over under push <sighs> under you don't There's think so? Yet, um, well, has the legal stuff shaken out yet? No. You know, has it, <laughs> has the league made a decision? I mean, I just feel like when the league tells you pick him up at your own risk, you know, I, I I'd love to. And and look, you and I were were flirting with a trade for AB oh. early days this season, and I was hot on him. Um, oh, how I wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I dodged one. Although you gave me Josh Gordon, so either way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either way. But uh, you know, I heard that Russ was actually pushing for him. So mm-hmm. yeah, at this point, who who would take the gamble? Apparently, teams like the Seahawks. I that one surprised me that they were looking at AB that strongly because, I mean, Pete Carroll is a a little bit more of a hard ass when it comes to how he tends to prefer the way his teams are built. So the fact that he came out like that, I mean, he's not said anything obviously, but there's, there's supposedly three other teams interested and I'm sitting here thinking, who, if you don't make it for the Patriots, I mean, who are you yeah. going to play for? You I know, mean, that's a, a, a team that is, willing and able to cheat or to to fight off a bad perception there's only two teams in the league that are really good at that 
and that is the Oakland Raiders and the New England Patriots. Who else is left? I mean, actually, I heard some speculation that the Eagles are kind of interested in him. Look, again, if he played, he'd be a fantastic addition. I just can't see it happening. I, I don't disagree, but you never know. If all of this suddenly disappeared, if he paid off the person, whatever it took... I deleted a bunch of text messages. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Um, if yeah. Tony Kotaps got back in the league, that might be my pickup that could get you there. You know, yeah. he would, he would immediately slot in. There's no question about it. And, mm. uh, God, if the Eagles didn't get him, you know, he's a, a, a great, probably upgrade from DJX, especially I mean... being that DJX isn't playing, you know? Well, and it looks like he's going to be on IR now. He's out. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll end this much the way that we ended the last, uh, the last one, the last interview, which is with a question that I think is going to end up being a hot topic this week uh, in the NFL. And uh, and well, for those who who perhaps haven't listened, go back and listen. But last week we talked about paying college athletes. And this was entirely a joke question I threw at Jace. <laughs> and he and I both dodged it. Uh, and we, do- we, do- we dodged around it. And then like the very next day, the NCAA was like, yeah, we'll, we'll pay them. Sure, whatever. Uh, so I'm calling my shot here. This is going to be the next big one. Uh, although granted... Dallas has officially won against the home field advantage New York Giants, but home field advantage in the NFL over under push. Um, you know, probably an over, probably an over, not just this week, but there's a clear noise difference. And it's hard to it's hard to disregard that. I mean, hearing the way some teams have to train just to prepare for going into Seattle, Oof. you know, really puts it into perspective. And yeah, I mean, I think we we laugh about it a lot that you know how could how could a different field make a difference? But I I, I think it is enough. You know, would would the Ravens have won last night? Yeah, maybe. In, in Gillette Stadium, but I think it helped a ton when you're just absolutely pounding the sound on Brady and company. Yeah. So I'm going to give you an over. I'm going to oh. I'm going to put your theory and and uh, I'm going to put a check mark on it. All right. Well, let's let's see if I I'm going to count this as a win if I find out that Good Morning Football or somebody has a segment on home field something because. Wouldn't that be uh, wouldn't that be fun? Well, I'll round this out with a real snowball. Uh, being interviewed, would you say that's over under push? It's always an over with you, Connor. It's a pleasure. You're too kind. I'm gonna have to actually take you up on that offer to let you run run the pod interview one time, so that the people who I'm sure have heard enough of my voice get to hear even more of it. The people need to hear Rambler Jones ramble about his own team. I think this is <laughs> this is overdue. 
So we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll uh, you'll have to train me on on the podcasting ways, but I'm still keen. Well, perhaps if you uh, if you end up stuck in LA with not a whole lot to do on some sunny weekend, then uh, we'll make it happen. I'll, so I'll have my people call your people. We'll, we'll set this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just you know, put it put a request in with my media department. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what though, Michael, it as always is a, an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for letting me poke and prod and make fun. And, uh, uh do you have any final shout outs, taunts, requests to, to put out into the podcast world? Oh, I'd love to, but I think, two seasons of being in the basement i should probably shut up and just hope to god that my work speaks for itself going forward so um the austins of this world you get a break this week <laughs> although i'd love to say things <laughs> anyway i will uh <laughs> i'll end it very canadian and just be polite about it totally fair i'll make sure to uh to fill the other parts of the podcast with enough shit talk on Austin for my squeaky victory that uh, he doesn't get out unscathed. Just call him mate a whole bunch of times and I think that will suffice. Mate? Mate? Let's see. Seems mate? Like mate? Hey? Mate? Uh, oh, just remember, man. I lived in Australia longer than he did. Ooh. And I do not say that word. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'm not saying Austin. I'm not saying shots fired, but I am saying pew pew. So, what what uh, you got for us, Austin? Come back at us, at literally what? at us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at us. That's Rambler Jones, and I don't even know what my Twitter is, but probably a Mike well, you, Weatherhead official. You don't follow the podcast, so I can't help you out either. I do now. I do now. You are a new follower for me. I mean, I'm a new follower for you. Whatever that works. Boom. All right. I'm really up to date with this digital social media thing. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'll, let to, I'll end it there. This has been an absolute pleasure, Connor. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Once again, thank you to Michael Weatherhead and uh, and his, his mm, well, underwhelming fantasy season. But for, for him to take the time to talk to us right before a, a lot of life events moving uh probably job changes i don't know that we covered it in the pod but we talked a little bit afterwards you know it's um a lot of cool things happening a lot of us have some some big changes that have happened this season which is good also just uh yeah just interesting how we can all be busy but you can really tell the people who care about fantasy now i'm not i'm not saying anything christian but uh but i am but i am but i'll tell you what i do not have a commissioner segment this week but i will liaison instead into contested catch uh that is things that have gone wrong um oh maybe i should call this official review Damn, good ideas just spilling out the brain. Anyway, yes, I've talked about it before. I've danced around it all fucking week. I told you to start your Jags. I know. I know. Who would have thought? 
I did not get to review the game tape because this isn't that kind of podcast. And for anybody who really puts that much weight into what I say or recommend, I appreciate you. I love it. I can speak with confidence and I know that that's enticing, but I really don't do deep research. I try to get you tidbits where I can find them, you know, not necessarily low hanging fruit, but fruit that is like hidden behind a branch, but also still like a foot off the ground. So in this case, that piece of fruit was pissed on. I did not account for the London factor of that game. London games always tend to be not necessarily lower scoring, but definitely defensive dominated. uh, Because it just, it's hard, it's hard to make that kind of a distance, make that travel. So I, I think, I think that, uh, I'm going to take a a solid review period to look at what's going on with, with that analysis. And otherwise I'm sorry, Jace. I really am. I No, I'm not. That's hilarious. I appreciate it. I'm sure there were other, I know I wasn't the only person saying that Jags would be an all right play this week, but whoo, man. Anywho. Uh, yeah, I guess that, you know, it's a, I say it's a short podcast. We had a long interview. This part of the podcast is quite short this week. So I'll let you out on a, uh, on a little bit of Johnny Cash, and um, well, the poor and the uh, and the, and the, and the downtrodden. A little bit of Austin crying too. Have a great week. Again. <laughs>